This is Green Room Radio. We are back at it. Super James checking in. Domo hanging out. True is in the What's building. Up? What up, what up? And uh, a very special show. Uh, a legend in the music business. Bad Boy Bill is hanging out Bad with us Boy as Bill. well. What up? He, 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 he looks real serious over there, man. He's a tannis guy from Chicago. I can tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> were, you, were you tanning during COVID? <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> hey, I, hey if you, you know, they said that ultraviolet was supposed to protect you, so I did start tanning. In a little bit. Oh, during, yeah. during he was, he was tanning before COVID. He's lying. I, I was tanning behind from Detroit, man. Tans. Yeah, you can do the emergency, the spray tan, whatever. So, so what's, the spray tan protects as well? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it ain't going to hurt you anything any more than what, what's already Everything going else on. going around? So, there you go. so, what have you been doing, Bill, during this whole. Uh, uh, I call it a pandemic. Pandemic, man. I just, <laughs> spent, we, you know, we did some live streams. Me and Richard Vision. I did some drive-ins where we were, you know, we had stages set up, but then people would just drive their cars in. You know, just trying to do something, man. Yeah. How was that? How was that? I mean, I've heard so much yeah. about these drive-ins. I didn't get to go to one, but it, I mean, I heard they're pretty cool. It was pretty cool, you know. I mean, they simulcast um, it on a radio station, so you could tune in because some of them were in the winter. You know, in Chicago, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, it's got the heater on blast. So, yeah, you it was might be better. You might be in your car and uh, and just simulcasting it, but uh, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was cool, man. Were people like so when they when they pull up for however many seconds, were they like just like blowing on the horns and yelling <laughs> shit out the window? Some people, yeah. And then it, you know when it was good weather, you could actually they left a little part around your car where you could dance and stuff, so people would get out of their cars and then you have to like stay in your box. You could, but then people were just coming to the stage anyway. They yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we did a couple too. Yeah, like gonna, by the end of the show, everyone's just at the stage there, anyways. Yeah. Like exactly. they're not gonna pay yeah, attention. I was wondering to how much. regulated that was. So. So what did you think about uh, most of the DJs I talked to? I mean, was that hard transitioning when you and Richard were doing the house connection, like basically performing in front of nobody but yourself in your house? Yeah, it was it was it was strange, man. It's but hard to put your fucking hands up. A little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that DJ anyway. You don't see me jumping up and down on a trampoline. <laughs> so I mean, for me, it's whatever. But uh, but yeah, for a lot of guys, it was uh, it was definitely not their thing because if if their whole thing is based on a show and and um jumping up and down and, yeah then yeah there's yeah. you know and, and explosions and stuff like that that if that's, <laughs> that's your show that, that's the new school right uh, you're screwed you yeah know, i call but, them the not the, the the not performance djs exactly so that <laughs> so. that didn't work for them but you know guys like vice and stuff like that who like talk on the mic and interact with people you know and dj mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty entertaining on twitch they were doing that so i thought it was cool i was tuning into some of that yeah no i yeah i was watching i was telling people i was we we watched i mean the cool thing was that you know now you can actually bring your one-year-old daughter to edc when they're right. doing all right. these things <laughs> I, I had that shit going in my living room yeah. and uh you know what what i said was when it first started you know i mean it, it was cool all the way through yeah. but i felt like as it kept going the production just started getting so silly that you couldn't even see the dj anymore right. it was just, right. just lights and yeah cheerleaders and all this crazy ass shit like going on that yeah, uh kind of cool because it was right in your like living room it was yes yeah and then uh they're they were saying stuff what was that company the phillips hue they actually oh, made yeah. a thing where you could start buying stuff for your house so whatever was going like if there was red lights going on on the tv the dj's production it goes oh, in your house wow. yeah so i mean it got that's deep like a, that's yeah. like when you're planning on being there for a long time i know like, well, that's, well that's what i'm saying i'm a real raver so i got all that shit hooked up I was, <laughs> you do. We, we, we were we fog were black machines, fog lasers. machines everything so but yeah so how was that i saw you guys did uh you did multiple house connections i saw you did one one time with a uh, laid back luke yeah we had irene for one we had luke for one Ooh, yeah. irene i haven't heard, yeah. heard that name in a minute yeah it was good man it was fun it was you know it's just cool because so like you said people are just stuck at home and give entertain people you know give them something to uh to watch and do how how was it setting up so like i know because we we went through those uh growing pains phenomenally but <laughs> to, to figure to really figure out this live stream thing and to make to make it run on all cylinders man we had to learn video production real fast right like we're all audio guys and then we're like the first one i think we were doing with iphones and you know like that's we're what trying, i was gonna say yeah the streams were just <laughs> directly from your phone right, to Twitch. right. Yeah. so we're like we don't know what the heck we're doing but we figured it out pretty quick yeah no it was it was funny because it was funny watching people like their transition from when they first did their first live stream right. the first one we did was with scribble and i mean scribble was a fucking nightmare mess running around saying we're did missing did he get corona on that one yes he or uh, or whatever. no we think he brought us covid oh, he did. because right. yeah. Yeah. yeah there was there was about we we weren't gonna it was her birth it was uh domo's birthday so 
we weren't going to have anybody, j just the DJ in. And uh, yeah, like seven of uh, me being one of them, seven of us got uh, COVID and we're like, it was fucking scribble. Fucking scribble. From, from New he York. Brought it from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. it's that East Coast over I'm here. Like, That's just some shit he would do. Uh, <laughs> well, you should add the production right. That's right. He, he, he did. And then, uh, the, and then the, the thing I learned with Scribble is don't ever put your credit card on file for him at the MGM. Uh, that was a, that was wow. a, that was a one, one and done for me. But I'm like, can you order? I'm calling MGM. Can you order escorts on a credit card? <laughs> Charge it to the room. This guy, this guy put six grand and literally he was there for like, Six hours from the time of our show to he left. That's probably a pretty oh good rest. No, I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, what, what? I'm like, what did he do? That's actually I, impressive. No, I was, I was gonna like, say, I, I, yeah, you would have to get your mini bar refilled multiple times to pull that up. Yeah, I was like, he must have been roaming through. He the was casino. probably putting the room card on, markers. on red. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, right. No, that's what I said room? because I'm like, he couldn't even have ate. Or yeah, there's not six grand in the mini bar. Nothing that would have did that. And uh, room service. But it was crazy during that time because that was in the heat of uh, in the heat of the COVID. Uh, but something funny, I was taking him to the room, and we we get off on the floor, and bang, there's there, there's two escorts, and they're like, "How you guys doing? Can we come to your room?" And I'm like, "I'm like, it scribbles like you guys are probably the police, huh?" He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, now the girls are waiting for you on the floor when you when you just get out the elevator. I'm like, shit, that's service right they're, there. They're, they're really struggling out here now. So, what's what, up with um, you? when you when you uh, you know when COVID broke and everything? What is there anything that you got into or like like uh, that you weren't normally doing that you like finally got to do or just something that like something that you did, took on? Did you start sewing or anything? <laughs> yeah, like did you, like making mittens. I was or? just eating and watching YouTube and Twitch, man. That's it. I just got <laughs> like I wasn't doing anything. I was like out of it. You know, the biggest thing was just not flying. Yeah, like just because we're so used to flying like every week. You know what I mean? Right. So oh, just man. to be like. It was strange, you know. It's like, man, we're not getting on a plane for a long amount of time. Did you Did you enjoy that first? I did. I did. Yeah, I was yeah, kind of like, kind of cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't have anything to do mm -hmm. like that. But after a while, you're like, all right, now what am I gonna yeah, do? Yeah, we start doing the live yeah. streams. We're like, we gotta do something. Yeah. Hey, do you know why? Why did everybody when this pandemic started? We haven't got this answer yet. But why did everybody buy all the toilet paper? I have no idea. <laughs> like of, of <laughs> all the of all the <laughs> shit in the world closing. I think True stays up at night Wait, wondering. Like, man. Like, but did you buy? Bill reminds me of a prepper. I use are the you? Cottonelle stuff or whatever. It's not even toilet paper. It's like the moist, wet, whatever those things okay. are. Oh, the yeah, wet, wet, they, I don't even use toilet paper. Did they, like, did they yeah. not sell out of that? I feel like that would have been. I, I was cool with that. Hey, we, we actually ran out of this shit, and I, I was up partying one night, and I was <laughs> I told her, I'm like, I'm like, I'm fuck, I'm going to fucking Walmart, and, and she's like, it's only for senior citizens from six to eight a.m. I'm like, fuck that, I'm getting in there. <laughs> and dude, I, I walked right up to the door at Walmart, and there's like an eighty year old guy, and he's like, hey, this is senior citizen. I fucking gave him two hundred bucks. I'm, he's like. <laughs> and then you're what, looking real 80 ish I, I right look, now. I look young for my age. And then, <laughs> and then what was scary? I was telling her. I get back and it, and it's like a it's like a party with senior citizens, and there was an armed guard at each end of the toilet paper aisle. And they're oh like my. they're Jesus like you can buy boy. one pack of toilet paper, one pack of paper towels. And so I got that, and then they said one baby wipes, and I had just had a baby, so I'm like, I need these fucking baby wipes. <laughs> and then the only thing they didn't talk about was the water, so I'm like, all right. So when I got that shit, I went and got like 15 cases of water. Right. I get up to the front, they're like, one case, sir. After and then, you hey, carried they, them they, all, no, they're in a, they, I had it in a uh, stroller, but they unpacked it. Damn. Like they had a mountain of water. Oh, because from people doing that. Yeah, so yeah, I was put a like, sign up. I was like, man, so I'm already prepping for this round too. Like I got so much toilet paper and paper towels and but what's going to be the next thing it. it's going to be toilet paper again i already see it i, I, I go in like the it might be something store. new like something be like because everyone's like oh we didn't really need that what else can we freak out about yeah well, it, it just never made sense i'm like the world's gonna end everybody went and got toilet paper we want to shit in peace yeah and i was i mean the thing that was you know i i would tell her i would go i'd be the one to go to the grocery store or whatever but I was like, you know, it would, I didn't feel at all because I'm like, I've been social distancing my whole life. So it's, so it's like, so it wasn't that big <laughs> of a deal. She's never had friends to, anyway. Yeah, so to, cool. to be alone. So, uh, but you know, I would go to the grocery store and it would give me anxiety because I would look around and, you know, you could, you know, some people aren't doing as good as other people and you just saw panic and people. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd go to the, I'd come home from the grocery store. I was shook. Yeah. I was like, man, this is some fucked up shit going on. Like what's. 
what's all these people gonna do yeah. so that that was the only thing that bothered me i'm seeing that a little bit now i mean even though obviously when they said the floodgates open vegas got <laughs> we got hammered california <laughs> like everybody came piling in here so so i hear uh you you say you mentioned you're, you you might possibly be looking for a house out here i mean i'm looking at it because illinois is just kind of uh not that doing that great right now so it's kind of in the similar situation to california so who is that g-liner that just came through there they open that door the cops yeah uh <laughs> so are you are you looking like uh you're looking for a, maybe a, a permanent new home or i don't know or at least a hideout this, yeah yeah, yeah. This, this is what i said yeah uh, a rave cave right something like that uh <laughs> yeah big stabbing cabin i don't know yeah. <laughs> i like yeah, that we, one <laughs> we got pasquale out here uh he, he's out here in vegas but uh something that was funny i know a lot of the guys on insomniac like, you know, California people are California people. Domo here is a real California person. But, uh, like, Forrest... What's that, though? I know, that's... Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, you got the beaches and stuff, so everybody, it's, like, a little different vibe out there, but uh, Pasquale moved, out, like, 20 years of the executives from Insomniac, got them these lofts downtown, and they stayed, like, Forrest and them stayed for, like, two weeks, and they were like, we had to get the fuck out of really? here. Like, they couldn't they, handle they, it? They just didn't like Vegas. They're just like, this ain't our vibe. I got you. You know, and downtown, they were staying downtown, and, you know, downtown that's is... a different vibe. They're, well, they're <laughs> trying to make it. Like it's kind of LA-ish downtown, but I mean it's it's basically just kind of like a knockoff. There's really uh, nothing like LA, like nothing. No, compared like especially yeah, there, like, don't expect like, yeah, yeah, like, compare it to yeah, LA. Yeah, like I kind of feel like I'm in LA. Nah, that's not happening. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, do you like the cold weather out there? I not mean, really, no. Yeah, no. Nah, it's <laughs> dude. The second I got out, the second I got out of Detroit, I, it was like, I you know, I, you know, I love the people back there and I miss the people. But I'm like that weather, that down, you know, that downtime. I'm like, man, I was so depressed out there. It's that, gloomy in the yeah. fall and winter, like it starts getting gloomy. And it's just, that, that's it's not what, a good vibe. You know, I say out here that just the sun every day. I mean, you have two hot months versus seven cold months. But I'm like, every day the sun's out. Yeah. You know, and when it's yeah. bad weather, it's windy. Right. And I'm like, well, you're from the windy right, city. It rains so. for 10 minutes. Yeah, it rains <laughs> for a 10, <laughs> 10 minute uh, shower and everybody starts panicking. Yeah, and no one knows how to drive. Yeah. So, so how you were just, what, what show did you just do? Did I just uh, see you on Yeah, we James? were in Dallas this weekend. You had the King Little G was on there. Dallas. Shout out to yeah, yeah, yeah. How is Texas? Um, you know, Texas, I feel like, because I went there a couple times during COVID. I don't, they, you know, they Texas open. is like, yeah, it's like another yeah. country over there. Right. I think they closed for like four days or something like that. And then it just, yeah, no mad. There was no, even during COVID, I, there, everyone, we had masks on at the airport. Everyone's looking at us crazy. Like, what are you guys oh, doing? Oh, wait a minute. You're in Chicago. Yep. Lollapalooza. It just happened last weekend. How was it? I watched it on Hulu. Oh, really? Yeah. That was dope. I Damn, didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah, dude. Lollapalooza. They, the they called right? it uh, Lala COVID Lusa or whatever because they said it was a suit. It, it could be a super spreader. Party. Oh, I mean, did you see those crowd shots? It was what, what, is, well, what is that yeah. main stage oh, like? Man, it was packed. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's... I don't know how many people, but it was crazy. Yeah, those. those it's a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. A hundred thousand people right now. So, are there, is that still the original Lollapalooza people putting those on? Perry, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So who was the who was the main? So you the funny story about that. So what was the what was the guy's name that owned Motor or that ran Motor? Dan Sordell. So Dan told me the story that he was talking to Perry, mm -hmm. and they were talking about bringing Lollapalooza back. This was before he brought it back, it had kind of done its thing. And Dan told him where was the best crowd for Lala, and he said Chicago. He goes, you need to do an annual in Chicago. Just do one Lollapalooza. Don't do the whole tour. Because they Just were doing be, like different countries. They were doing different right? cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, and so it was the Dan's idea that he told Perry to do just one city and make it huge and do it at like an annual. And uh, and that's what they did, or that's what I guess oh, wow. Barry did. So. Did, did you see the video of that guy that he went to the park like the week before and buried bottles and then he went and he dug, so when he went in, he dug them up. Like, <laughs> was that G minor? Yeah, it's something he would do for sure. Yeah. I don't know if that what, was like a real bottles thing. bottles of alcohol? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that's some next level shit. That, that's, some, that's thinking right there. Man, that is. so was uh Dan? So Dan Sardell wasn't ever partners. I feel like he had a partner named Perry. Did he have a partner named Perry? I don't think so. I don't yeah, know. I think. Yeah, so you so you mentioned something about Motor for for these guys that don't know Motor. Motor yeah. was a shit. It was What's Motor? Yeah, it was a uh, it was like an electronic club in Detroit. Well, I don't even know if it was considered after hours or just nightclub in nightclub. general. Yeah. Uh, but man, they had uh, one of the most epic runs. I know a lot of. I don't. I don't know if it was Tiesto, but one of the really big DJs put it in his like top three places he ever yep. played at. But it was just the spot, yep. and I mean it went on for many years. And 
I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know what ended up happening with all those guys that were involved, but they just they just those stopped. Kind of things are just yeah, they're just so huge and then they go away like yeah. There's got to be a story you, behind you know it. crazy though. Every I, I feel yeah. like if uh, you know when I when I bought that after hours out here, mm-hmm. I the, the funny thing was is I considered calling it motor because i'm like you know they never said in detroit like with motor they're like you know like to keep the whatever keep the energy going Mm -hmm. or something like that and i don't know i can't even think of what the guy's name was but one of the guys i think he was the smallest on the list with dan right this is like fucking they've been closed for like 20 years he sends me a fucking facebook and he's like bro i'll sue you if you use that name you know we still own the rights and i'm like i'm like we're in vegas bro i was gonna say i don't think you can own the rights no he 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 didn't buy the rights in every state i don't know who the guy expire if you don't use them yeah it just doesn't it doesn't work like that that's you have to keep using it or you lose it that's what he said to me dude he said that to me and i was just like and uh if you remember uh we did a show with uh you and Richard remember we were going to reopen the motor yeah and it was that guy and wow. I, I can't think of that guy's name it definitely wasn't Dan Sordell but it was that guy okay. who shut us down cool like it, w- it was what said that we we, we 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 had it set you know because that that's was what, that's what he's got to do for a little yeah, yeah. He, he's bored he doesn't have the club to run so right. and, uh, on anyone else him and you know you and richard probably used to pull some of the biggest crowds that motor ever had they had the coolest merch too i still remember i had a motor hat i had a motor shirt like it was some dope it's like merch. 11 now yeah. you know 11 what? like everything yeah. about 11 is just their merch like yeah. they probably make more money on merch than they for do sure. at the cover on the cover yeah. How, um, for those that don't know the backstory, how did you and Richard link up? Because you guys have been doing it for so long. It was, you know, it was it was right around when he had his group, The Movement, mm-hmm. and, and I had my group, Reality. So I booked was this. this a, was this a breakdancing group? Or no, what? Reality had a song. It was a big song called Yolanda. Go, go, dance. It, like it was like more of a commercial house song. And yeah. and The Movement was, I think, signed to Arista. I think, it was, and Richard was the DJ in the group, and there was, a, they had a song called Jump, uh, jump or jump motherfucker jump or some shit i don't remember but anyway so i booked him up his group up to come to chicago because i used to throw parties as well and then he booked me to play at the dome in la for my group and then i also i started dj and then we just became friends because he was on the radio in la i was on the radio in chicago and it was kind of oh so you were so while so is it prior to your dj career you were a radio personality i I wasn't a personality i was a mix show dj mix show dj yeah so yeah so we were both big mix show djs in our in our markets wow yeah what being from being from chicago that's that's like i mean house music is obviously like legendary what um shout out to my friend ron carroll (laughs) and rest and rest in peace paul johnson i just saw that earlier that that. rest in peace paul johnson Uh, what what was like legendary out there for you or what was your favorite venue to to play there at any point in your career you know there's so many cool clubs in chicago especially when i was first starting out like there was a couple called shelter which which was amazing uh i never dj'd there but just going there the vibe was incredible um you know the warehouse but we we there was multiple incarnations of the warehouse mm-hmm. so the one that i played at was with right across the street from dj international records which is one of the premier original house music record labels yeah i used to actually work in the distribution part of it uh packing up records and shipping them to, to stores and taking them to record stores um but I don't know. There's so many, so many kind of clubs in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wasn't there? Was, it was Crowbar. Was that Chicago? Crowbar, Chicago. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, there's a lot of great clubs there. Yeah. So speaking of a uh, vision, you know, uh, prior to I think it was like what 2018, 2019. You guys did the back to back. When, when did hey? When did he stop? When did he stop 15. being Humpty Vision? Was that, at, was that was that was that after <laughs> that, the raise? No, that was no, that was more recent. That was that was probably in the last like, ten years. Ten years, 15, yeah. I, I remember bagging on him forever. I'm like, dude, drop the Humpty already, and he's like, no, I don't know if I can. And like, they won't, wait, they won't know that? who I am. They won't Rich, know who Richard I am. Vision used to be Richard Humpty Vision. Oh, really? Yeah. So he and know, then it was like a big deal if you called him that yeah, after he, he dropped it. Like, yeah, it. he gets mad about <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, yo, like trying to fine you five bucks. Hey, you know, you know, it was funny real quick. So when when we had Bill, you know, so I said, all right, I'm gonna bring Bill and Richard. We're gonna do it at motor so it was all set and ready to go and this guy like cock blocked it and was like you can't do it you can't do it in this venue or whatever so we ended up getting one of the most hood warehouses (laughs) ever and then i remember telling you i'm like hey man this is gonna be another illegal underground right right i'm like hey i'm not used to yeah Yeah, yeah, and i don't know i don't know what happened but do you remember that night richard like was having plane issues i don't remember Like, like dude he 
I, I guess he like went through total hell because okay. he kept getting stuck at airports. He uh, he ended up making it on time, but you don't remember you you had to do the, the I think he, yeah stuff. you had to do the sound check yeah. for him. Yeah. But he did end up making it. But I guess he went through hell and back just I to get remember. to. I remember Lord was with us that night too, didn't he? Yep. Play oh it? yeah, DJ Lord. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a yeah that was a crazy night, man. We busted. Travel. Travel's the worst. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, how did so what what you guys what made you want to just do that back yeah. vinyl? Yeah, and and how did you pull that off of having you know such rare having vinyl it, press? It was, so days? it was a guy named um, Dennis White who goes by Static Revenger or Detroit. He was yeah. he's uh, he's from Detroit. Oh yeah, I've heard and him. Um, sure. he he was talking to Richard like, yo, you guys need to do a vinyl tour. He goes, mm-hmm. these kids haven't seen that. They have never seen DJs yeah. like really like yeah. Uh, and me and Richard were talking about it. And I'm like, man, that's just gonna be whack. I'm like. What do we do? Play old school and shit. I'm like, right, right, I'm like how are you I'm gonna get the down. new shit? Yeah. So then I'm, we're on the phone. We're still brainstorming about. It. I go, you know, it'd be dope. I go, if we got enough tour dates, let's print up Press new records. New vinyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, it's about a thousand dollars per record because you have to pay for the mastering and the plating and all that stuff. Yeah. But I go, if we did ten records at you know four or five songs per record, I go fifty songs. I go, we could probably pull off a set with fifty songs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. we'd have all new music. Yeah. So once I came up with that idea, I was like, I think we can make this work. And and that's what we ended up doing. We just were like, all right, we're gonna press up new new music, but we're gonna do the whole set on vinyl. But then it was trying to figure out how to stop feedback because well that's so that's what i was just gonna say so i had them come to palm springs and the craziest thing was the writer was the is what is it racquetball racquetball racquetballs underneath the feet of the so guess who had who was in charge of figuring out feedback (laughs) me so i i rented a big uh, what do you call those like the base bins yeah and i put a turntable on top of the base bin (laughs) and i'm trying to figure out ways to stop the hum because I'm like, if it can work on a, if you the turntables on, on the, the basement, oh, then you could, I, then surface, it could, you could go anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. So I remember Julian oh, Jevon Perez, my buddy, was told me that I don't remember what DJ might have been Oakenfold or somebody had came to wherever somewhere in Chicago and they had a piece of concrete. It's yeah, and concrete, a concrete paver. Then a racquetball and the turntable sitting on the on racquetball the, on top of the paper. Oh so it's, it's the turntable on this concrete thing that you put in your garden. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a, like the stepping like stone, stepping stone, thick yeah. piece of concrete and like nine yeah, racquetballs underneath. And somehow that combination stops vibration. Absorbs it's insanity. All of it. So you had to figure out how many racquetballs needed to we be knew, under. Yeah, because if you put too many racquetballs, then it starts humming. <laughs> if you put not enough, then it's it doesn't work either. So I had to Dude, when I saw the writer, I was like, wait, what? Racquetballs <laughs> like and pavers? Yeah, so I gotta go to Home Depot Home, and I gotta go to like pavers. Yeah, go to like a like it a is, sports store. Works. Holy shit. It yeah. works. But it was yeah, it, it was works. did you have any issues at all? The issues we had were turntables broken because people have used them in care of them. Yeah, yeah. Beat them up. Yeah. So we we would ask for extra turntables because we knew that some of the one of them wouldn't work or something. Yeah. So man Man, that makes total sense because everybody you know nobody really uses turntables anymore so they just sit there they're all in the club but probably one out of every 10 works what city it was that we were in it might have been sacramento we were on like an hour and 45 minute sound check and me and richard just looked at her what the fuck are we doing why did we why decide did we do this? to do yeah, this? Yeah. Like CDJ is like yeah, so exactly. Much- and I think the other thing I was going to ask you was like, <laughs> what percentage of the audience do you think really appreciated that? Or like, I mean, there's I, like one guy going, yeah, that's yeah, dope. Vinyl, yeah. yeah. That's all, hey, it's you all you need. Yeah, that's you all you need. Like, uh, you got that one like, guy, Joe. We spent on. we spent fifteen grand making these records right. so that guy could have a good time. <laughs> he fucking loved it. Yeah, fucking guy. Yeah, how did did you guys do well with selling the merch and stuff on the on the streams? Yeah, absolutely. And then who? did you guys were you guys distributing that yourself or did you have a company we had a company that was handling all the pressing of the stuff yeah yep. for us hey i bought every one of them damn shirts and I, I'm, I'm not wearing it i'm i got it in my thing just that's to a, you can't get them anywhere people I'm, see me wearing them they're like yo where can i get one i'm like it's, it was just for that limited that's time. what i yeah. said I'm, I'm, hold, I'm holding it wait, right. wait another 10 you're years see trooping on ebay right. in a couple yeah. years you're gonna you're gonna see him and vision they're gonna be they're gonna be old old guys with white hair doing house connects right. and that's you're, that's when i'm gonna bust out that's when i'm gonna wear the shirt in his living room just yep. for the live stream i like the name house connection <laughs> yeah. house connection cool. we, we kind of stole it from uh was it what was the one with um ice cube and that was it, it wasn't west side, west side connection yeah, we yeah. Kinda, that's yeah, kind of where okay. i took the name from i was oh, like what hey. a, you know we we 
kind of mashed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mashed it up. <laughs> little mashed it a little bit. Little mashed So, is the, will you ever do that again? Go through that again? Uh, the back to yeah. Avatar? I, I don't know, man. I probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. It just, I bet those sound checks were crazy because every venue, you know, the table's different, so yeah. that's going to give a different effect. It was fun though, man. Mixing on vinyl is actually fun because you actually are moving the pitch control. It's analog. It's moving. It's not. Right. Right. You know, you don't put it at point one four and put the other point <laughs> yeah. one. It's like yeah. this is yeah. like yo. And no, I was gonna say, and especially at no this point, no, wheels. no turntable is the same. Like you can't no. put them at the same place. Mm. You really gotta. gotta yeah, but a little, little domo wow. monster over here. She went to LA recording school, so oh, she's she's got yeah. she got a little bit of skill. A bit. Uh -oh. she's, she's never seen a DJ use turntable. Yeah, <laughs> you should. So yeah, when when Scribble was here, of course, it's like oh, it's a it's a female. He gave her his whole took like how many hours? Oh, I, I got his music. whole hard drive. Wow. Everything. Yeah. Every and I'm yeah. like, well, you, you got every fucking song right. for sure on there. So probably delete half of that. I got I got everything I need. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was telling her though, I said I have this thing, I don't you know, I hate saying it because there's so many good girl DJs, but every time I see a girl DJ I start to cringe because the girl DJs here in Vegas are usually 100% not legit. Okay. You know, <laughs> where other places in the world, uh, you know, I'm sitting here, girls are popping in my head like Colette, yeah. who I absolutely love her. Mm -hmm. But it, there's just a lot of fake girl DJs. And yeah. I mean, their favorite thing to play, obviously, is a deep house. So I told Domo, I'm like, listen, if you're going to go tour and, and, and do the thing with, 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 uh, with that. You're going to, you're going to know how to fucking scratch and do okay. everything. Yeah. Like, I was going to, I was going to bring <laughs> like, that up, you know, a oh, lot, yeah. like, um, I, I think a lot of people trip out on that. Like when, when you scratch at your shows, like, you're, you know what I mean? They expect you just, you know, it's not yeah. a normal thing for a house DJ. Well, right? I did. I miss that. I mean, do you miss the whole reaching back, getting the, like that was part of the fucking show. Right. So now when you, you know, like I, I was laughing, she had just told me, you know, and it's nothing against the, the, what is it? house swedish house mafia but i'm like okay they went away because people realized you know there's three djs is a little bit too much up there yeah. you know? <laughs> like, but, but i'm like doing? what are you doing so, so when everybody started saying like okay this is this is fake dj and then all of a sudden but i'm like now they're coming back right and, back. and i'm like they're coming back to get the bag again Sounds and then they're good gonna, but Sounds i'm like good. good good for them but uh yeah, no. I think I mean we were talking about that earlier. I think um, it's a lot to do with the production. You know, people are going to hear you play your records. Yes. Um, but how 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 do you feel about that when you see certain DJs that you know, like you know, you're a true artist. This is what you've done. Um, and like I said, turntablists as well. Um, I mean, does has that ever bothered you? Like, hey, you just kind of stay in your lane. It's and, a, yeah. It, you know what? It is what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if they're getting their money you know let's say they made some dope records but they don't know how to dj and they go up there you know i i would say at least try to figure out how to program and like, i mean if you can produce a record it's it, i mean you should be able to figure out how should, to yeah, at like least it, I think play it's, a show I think it's easier to figure out how to dj than it is probably how so, to, to do, produce. produce yeah yeah, 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 so, yeah for sure yeah. like like at least try to get you know i'm not going to name the name but there was a, a a really dope producer i had a lot of respect for and i went and saw him at his his show when he was first coming out and the programming was hell. It yeah. was just people were leaving halfway through the show, and I'm like, man, if he would have just let came to me, I could have programmed this set right, and right, put right. enough cool Filler things stuff in, in between, yeah, yeah, like give people something to hang on to, then then play some weird shit, then give them something else, you know, and and that's what we learn programming, right? right or you know, right. if if, you, if you're especially a radio DJ, like if you've been a mix show DJ, you understand every couple songs you better put something familiar in because people are just going to go zoop we're right, going to switch right. the dial yeah. everyone so, got ADD yeah. whether it's an acapella or something you can't go six records in a row of whatever some weird stuff because people are just going to be like tuned out so there's just ways to program but once you figure that out I mean um, you know do do you man if you're going to jump up and down and, and you know cheerlead your music man cheerlead <laughs> it up you know yeah. get your money man dude whatever. I man I, I being from Detroit especially I mean I've lived out here in Vegas since 05 yeah and man, I just some of these locals and some of these people that I see getting these passes, I'm just like, come on, man! Right. Like these motherfuckers aren't even. DJing. But here's the other thing: go to the other extreme, and you see some guy for like a half hour, and you're like, bro, oh, stop. stop! Yeah, like, see, we they, know you can scratch. Yeah, homie. yeah, yeah, we get it. Play some music yeah. that people want to dance to. You yeah. know, you don't, and don't change the record every thirty seconds because 
you know, I just saw a funny like TikTok or something. And people were like, every 30 seconds, like, I'm yeah. switching. And the guy's like, not even, yeah, can't not even groove yeah, to yeah, it because yeah, it's like, like yeah. mid verse or. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely aren't for scratching in Vegas. I know all You got to find a balance, cool. man. Even me. Like, I, I use scratching as icing. You know, I use tricks here and there. I don't over, I'm not trying to overdo it. And people are like, scratch more. Scratch. I see people in the audience. And I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> homie, I got Hold you. Hold it up the phone. Can you yeah, scratch? scratch? Can you scratch, please? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, homie. I'll get to it. Oh, my God. God, that's hilarious. So what? Uh, were you were you were you playing full like full house sets before you were doing the battle stuff, or how did that come yeah, along? We, we grew up. We played everything. Hand, yeah, I kind of grew up with the breakdancing type music, but we also played di disco and deep house. And yeah, like it was just a mixture of music from craft work to, you know, let no man put us under first choice. Like we would play it all, and that's we kind of were open format dance DJs. Is kind of mm -hmm. the way I looked at lean, us. When we were, but you were we would, still yeah, doing we would, we would yeah play all types of of music which was, which i thought was cool and then when the chicago house music started coming out like that was that just took over you know we were all all the djs in chicago were just pounding that shit. so were you hip-hop before before the house stuff started coming out? like i said man i grew up with break dancing and djing like that's what got me interested in djing was doing tricks with records having two copies there was a dude that i knew from my neighborhood he would take two copies of purple rain and do tricks with it yeah. like literally with prints like doing scratches mm -hmm. and like it's a slow song or whatever but they didn't care <laughs> yeah like, you yeah, could still do tricks with it you know and and i thought that was the coolest thing of like, just being able to do tricks with any record yeah no that's dope what was that when when swamp was here what did he do that the he invented Backwards. that record the that oh just kept you remember going. swamp had them the uh skipless scratch tools oh, where, yeah, where yeah it was like the same thing oh, for right, the whole right, record right, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he that, killed it on that that's some crazy he's shit. a maniac man i love that dude yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah crazy how how was it um i know it's funny because you know that's always the debate of serato versus cdjs or certain tables and i always feel like you know, it, it's just like, how amazing is it to jump on a plane with a USB awesome. instead of 10 crates of records? Well, like, I mean, a lot of my friends were just talking about this, how their laptops will die out in the heat. I don't know how you guys deal with oh, that. Oh, no, yeah, here. I can't. I can't use my laptop at the pool. Not you at can't, all. It right? won't, it won't just, happen. It's, no, it's yeah, not happening. So, yeah. you know, that's. <laughs> yeah, I was actually, I was doing a show two weeks ago. I noticed that. I was, yeah, I was in Wyoming. It was like a sunset show. It was already cool out and still couldn't use still my laptop. Died. Like six songs So in. what do you have to use? Is USB I use, yeah, I use USB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just tried it because I felt like it was cool enough. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I never, I'll never play a pool or anything with a laptop. Yeah. So. And then you, you know, you try and put ice or something like that. And you get, I got, I had a brand new laptop and it got condensation inside and just fried the motherboards. Ooh. You know, that's a four thousand dollar L oh. right there. Man, uh, I, I was gonna say I never noticed that, but then I just realized I never wake up for pool parties. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like I, yeah, vampire guy over here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wish I could go to more pool parties. But so, yeah, never, um, show wise, what? Um, I mean, you're finally getting back to it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, what, what, are, what are your feelings on that? You think you think we're gonna make it through the year? I hope or... so. I hope I'm, I'm taking them deposits. <laughs> you got some. You got, <laughs> yep, yep. You got it. You got a little COVID clause in your contracts <laughs> now or something. I, I didn't put any clause in, but you know, we'll, like, listen, man. I, if if it's not gonna happen, I'll send their money back. I'm not like yeah. that, you know. But but I'm hoping that you know it keeps going. But it's funny. The first weekend I did back was all a Texas gigs. You know, Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they, know, they were they were open. They were ready know. to go in like in, like May. Yeah. Like they they closed like March 15th yep. to like. March twenty second, and then they yeah, were good. They were ready. <laughs> yeah, they were ready. how so were those like full show, like full indoor shows? shows? Yeah, indoor, indoor shows. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was no mask. Were you? Were you? I was gonna say, were you? Were you nervous at all? I was wearing a mask like an idiot, but like everybody else, no. Oh mask. no, yeah, I know. I, I went to Texas a couple times, and like they look at you like you're an yeah, alien, alien if you have a mask on, yeah. and, like this clown. Yeah. Were you, were you nervous at all getting back to the shows as far as that goes? No, I was I was happy. Ready, man. ready, ready, right? Yeah, I'm like I'm ready, man. Did you did you feel like? Or actually, I was gonna say, did you feel like you needed a warm up, but not really because you guys were, we were doing, doing the stream, stream, so so like you were still in the yeah, you, you, still in the groove, I guess. What about uh, music wise, man? Like production wise for you? I mean, are, yeah. have you been still working in the studio? Yeah, still working in the studio. Did you get anything a, done during COVID? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I got a, I got a bunch of stuff done. So I'm just pacing it, putting it out, you know, uh, little by little. But mm -hmm. yeah, I've got a I got a probably seven or eight tracks i got one with a collab with sneak uh that that we finished oh, wow. i've got a bunch of stuff so yeah it'll be coming out how next. do you do that like when you when you're um when you're releasing do you do you ever uh do you like sit on them and play them at shows first yeah or, you keep yeah. testing them yeah and keep test, tweak go back to the studio right. tweak it a little bit be like, you know, tighten it up yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's dope man. Yeah. i like that being able to test them out there for sure you man are you you're there. gonna look out in the crowd today and everybody's gonna have a mask on <laughs> you think so i do it's a rooftop rooftop yeah they're not anyways you know it's funny oh, they can't do it they can't i think outdoors you don't have to yeah it's so where, where are you playing at tonight yeah Bill? 
Commonwealth, Commonwealth, Commonwealth downtown. Club yeah. yeah. Club soda. It's funny because when was it was so last Thursday at midnight, it was like when the mask mandate went on and yeah. I showed up. I went to without a mandate. I was like, oh, well, it's fucking midnight. They wouldn't let you in with No, it? they really wouldn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. What I think for the club soda? Uh no no no. This was this no. was a different venue, but I'm just saying <laughs> they like did it was the mask like mandate. yeah, like I showed up just after midnight and they were like, Oh, you would have been good before midnight. I'm like, oh, COVID COVID came out after midnight, so we I was you know oh, not man. good anymore. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so there's a flyer for tonight. Who do you know any of the? Who are these other guys? Are so any Rip, Rip and Al is a dude from Chicago, and he, uh, me and him used to DJ together a lot way back in the day in Chicago. He he booked me up at his uh, high school that he went to, and uh, they have huge parties. Um, man, Rip and Al, that sounds like a guy I would hang with. <laughs> He's a dope DJ. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny story about Rip and Al. This is a true story. So. I was playing, it, it was called Gordon Tech. I was playing, he booked me up. I'm, I'm DJing, I think I'm killing it. I'm like, man, you know, cr crowd's grooving to it. He goes on right after me and literally starts playing techno. And I wasn't playing techno yet, like House of God and all these like James Brown is dead type records. And the crowd erupted. And I was like, what the hell was I doing? I thought I was killing it. And then I saw him kill it, <laughs> kill it, kill it. So I was like, yo, man, I, as soon as that was over, I called him like on the Monday or whatever. I'm like, yo, you gotta come by my house. We gotta like, we gotta talk. We got to figure out what the hell Man. I'm not playing that you are. That's were you were you were you not familiar with it at that point, or you just hadn't got into it I yet just, to where you like? I don't know. I just wasn't ready. Like I was. You, you were listening to Eminem. Nobody was, listens to techno. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. I was still on the house tip, like, and it was cool. People were grooving to it, but like the kids were ready for techno, and they were like really. And he was just on it, so he was like, "Yo, man, I'll come over." I'll, I'll, and he's always been like that. He's like, "Yo, I'll find the dope shit and keep you ro repping and ro rocking that shit." So he would always come by every week and bring me like dope shit to make sure that my radio mixes were what, on point. What stuff. were what was your favorite place that that did raves? I mean, I did I look at Detroit like I thought we were doing some serious shit out there, but I mean, were there other places around oh the world? God, yeah, everywhere, dude. everywhere. From, yeah, Toronto would have crazy raves. Oh yeah, I to, love Toronto. Yeah, DC like new upstate. State New York would have crazy raves. That was actually the first rave I played was for a guy named Fado in upstate New York. And, uh, but yeah, everywhere. LA was having the craziest raves. I mean, think of EDC. Hell yeah. I played it in yeah. 2000 yeah. or something. Hell yeah. And yeah, now Forrest was telling me the Nocturnal, they used to call it Nocturnal Balloon Land. Yeah. And he, saying, he said that's how they made like so that much money. That was right in San Bernardino and a bunch of us would go yeah. and we, we used to have guys come with wire cutters and we would sneak into the thing. And then I became a Samaritan. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite And I started buying tickets. Of like, like I love going to Ultra and just watching like, you know, when you see the crowd getting yeah. ready outside and they're about to run the gates yeah. like oh hey i was laughing forrest was telling me you know how they have these cameras you know at edc and it's just for comical reasons but he'll see he said man watching people try to come over like these walls and well, they'll, and they'll do like, it at like like 50 at a time because they're like right. i know <laughs> at least at least 30 of us will get through right. and the other, like you got to sacrifice there, whoever there gets was caught. time it was easy yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah domo here weren't you one of the little insomniac dancers yes i was how long did you do that for? I did that from 2011 to like 2012. Oh, damn, that's a yeah. run. That's a good run. So, I mean, we did a lot of festivals throughout the the year and events and fucking love it. How did you get the name Domo? Domo. Um, I actually was a, so. Arigato? Yes, <laughs> I was a break. Yeah. I was Not a break dancer. I got with the break dancing crew, and then I did my little, my battle because okay. I had to like earn the privilege to be called a B girl. And right. then they called me. They were like, "Oh, we're gonna call you, you know, Domo Arigato." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, cool." And so, so everybody calls me that. That's like why. That. See, only the only the real music people know that because yeah. every now and then people don't know, but the Sticks. real, they're, yeah, they're like Sticks. Domo Arigato. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. Man, speaking of those OG shows, what it, uh, Vision just did that Dome reunion. Yeah. What was that? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Did you see that? No. What? Yeah. I, I'm surprised Man, you didn't play that one. I was booked already to play with Tony B in oh, Virginia. Wow. Yeah. So me and Tony B what were is, like, we should have been in, in LA. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I was already like, booked. Yeah. And, and remember, remember, what was that? That's Florentine Gardens, right? Florentine remember, Gardens. Remember Florentine yeah, Gardens. Yeah. He used to do, they used to do the parties called the Dome and, yeah. and Vision did like a, like a reboot. I think I, was Irene there? I think Irene, Irene was, was there. there. Yeah. I like, went to Heist. You remember those techno parties? Heist. Heist. No. Uh, that, that, was, that was like probably way after you guys' time. <laughs> That wasn't that was after like me and Bad Boy Bills. That was when they were doing like <laughs> all, all ages. 
uh, event. It was like when Steve Aoki was like oh, okay. just coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, well, was he Kid Billionaire? That was a lot, long time after the Dome. I think that was, that was Aoki. Yeah. Billionaire or something like that. Yeah, Kid yeah. Billionaire was his billionaire, first billionaire. little DJ name, oh, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So you've been through Sorry, a... I'm a youngster. Yeah. From but the, you were the first the dude doing raves with hip hop and electronic. Yeah. Nobody it, was doing well, that what was before you. Yeah. What was crazy was, uh, you know, a lot of people get confused with the shows because there was another guy out there named Ty uh, okay. that we came into grips with. And what people didn't realize is I started out by investing with Ty. Yep. Ty ends up moving, you know, and then I went, ended up going solo on my own and Ty ends up moving in with me Okay. and dude, his whole, his whole thing was to try to sabotage everything I was doing, but he was the, the one who had that. He was the one who had that, that, you know, he said he was like, well, you know, he's like in Detroit, it doesn't matter if you have Tiesto or so-and-so there's only like 1500 to 2000 kids coming out. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so, you know, to, to, how can we get more people? And he's like, we would do a hip hop person. And then every, everybody started saying like, whoa, man, you don't know the electronic scene. Like you really got to walk on thin ice to do that. But I was like, if you could just put it in there just lightly enough, yeah. you know, just in and out, but it's yeah. got to be at the right moment. Yeah. I'm like, it would go off. And I mean, that, that was my niche. Right. And I mean, we, we, we destroyed it on that. Absolutely. And I mean, of course me and Ty split apart, uh, it, it was crazy that back then in Detroit, they had a, they had like this, I don't even know what it was on the computer, like a rave chat room. Yeah. All this, all this shit's coming up every, every time I would do a show, it's like the show got canceled. And so like, I ended up like, it was back when, you know, I, I had to contact Yahoo and I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm going to sue you guys. Like, I don't know who the fuck's going on here saying every show I'm doing, whatever. <laughs> so they trace the IP. And they come back and they tell me it's coming from your house. Wow. And that, and that was the other big, you know, because Ty, Ty did some shit on his own. Wow. But he wasn't doing the big shit. But he, you know, he did some stuff on his own. And I was like, I didn't even know what to do. I'm like, oh, my God, this, this guy that's living with me that's is crazy. fucking taking me out. The, either he, he was the out. one you talked about that was doing shows at like a, a venue, like real close. No, 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 no. no, no, no that, that's, that was a, that's another hit. Yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was but, another guy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we did. Uh, what with, was with, the first one? What did you do? Uh, I was True Masters, uh, which which we did Eminem with, with Eminem. And, and who was the uh, uh, electronic DJ? Oh, God, I don't know. It was Eminem, Magic Mike. Uh, and then mine was with what? Wu- you were with Wu Tang. Yeah. Yep. We did wow. you with Wu Tang. Uh, I did one that was at one of the craziest ones. We did the Detroit Fairgrounds, and it was like Paul Van Dyke and. Uh, oh, I love. We had Paul two. Van I know. Dyke. I know. I had two short there. Uh, was that I did, the one I was in a car with Ron Jeremy going to? Was that? Could that have <laughs> oh, been that shit. one? I, yeah. Was yeah, that the no, one? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. I, I did have oh, Ron. I was telling. I was telling her. I was like, I had Ron Jeremy host one of my shows. Yeah, and I was in the car. How with awkward him was going that ride? Oh, it's hilarious. Character. Hilarious. Yeah, I did. I think he had his clothes like in a bag like or a something. trash like bag a, yeah like a trash <laughs> bag or something i'm like why do you clothes with you I, I, I was confused man <laughs> next level yeah, yeah we did but one of the one of the craziest ones i did and i told people the the hardest one i did run dmc with paul johnson oh wow and uh you know the the crazy part was outside of you know jam master jay i said rest in peace to him but he was probably the hardest person i've ever dealt with hip-hop or electronic ever and uh, what was crazy was he had these gold plated turntables and they got lost. Oh, so wow. he was he was making me break my formula because I'm like, all right, before this pill hits, I gotta have Run DMC come on <laughs> and and Jam Master Jay's like, I'm not playing. And then they're like, his his turntables are at the airport, and he's like, I'm not playing until they get here. And I'm like, fuck, man, wow. you can see all the kids transitioning, and you know we ended up having to send somebody out there to get them and uh. Paul Johnson that day, the crazy thing about that, he missed his flight six times. Wow. And, and I mean, and, and, and listen, and, 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 no, and ultimately, you know, because Paul Johnson's in a wheelchair. So it's oh. like, how, like, how do you miss your fucking flight? But it was, you know, back then in the rave days, everything was so fun. It was like, okay, we, we, we got him. He, he's, he's back on 6 p.m., 6 p.m., tell him. And then they're like, hey, he missed it again. Okay, we we got him another one. Eight fifteen, eight fifteen, and then next thing I know, he was with a company because I'll never forget. Uh, he was with a company. Was it Dust Tracks? Yeah, 
was that like a, was that like yeah. a big uh it was a big record label in chicago and what was crazy was is they didn't want to give it our deposit okay and so like i think i was with trick trick and them but we uh we hit him up and we're like yo man we're gonna come to chicago yeah. we're gonna dump paul out of his chair we're gonna take his chair <laughs> and dude this dust tracks is like boom today said, is yeah, not yeah. the day to be telling no yeah paul johnson johnson was the man he never made it uh but you know the, the bottom line is, is whatever he was doing at that airport, he probably had a good time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was almost definitely. like it was like, set, I'm like, did Ty do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, man. Did, did Ty tell Paul not to? But yeah, uh, they ended up coming on and Run DMC did three songs. And I mean, it, it went off. And, wow. you know, another one that was crazy was, you know, I had ODB. Wow. And uh, ODB, man, I, I just wish I had that footage because I get a call and, and you don't normally hear from people. And I get a call and, of course, I'm up at 6 a.m. And this guy says, yo, it's Dirt Dog. I ain't coming. And I was like, I thought it was like out of a nightmare. And I'm like, so I, w I did the whole booking through the RZA, who was his cousin. So I called the RZA and I said, hey, some guy called me from a New York number and said, this is Dirt Dog. I'm not coming. And he's like, shit. He's like, all right. He's like, he's like, he's like don't worry, man. I'm going to get his ass on the plane. And I'm just like, I'm like, all right. And then, uh, it, dude, it was like the most comical, craziest thing ever. But he comes out, you know, again at the wrong time in the middle of the rave. Everybody's right. whatever. The the crowd was packed, and he walks right out on stage, and he's like, "Fuck Detroit." He's like, oh, he's wow. like, "Hey, th no, this this is where it got real." He goes, "I hate white people." Wow. <laughs> and dude, everybody's rolling, and he goes, he goes, "But you know what?" He's like, "They fucking made me come." And he goes, "But you know what?" He goes, "I don't like white people." He goes, "But he goes Be before this show's over." Y'all are going to look like a bunch of niggas to me. Damn. And dude, he comes on and he does like one of the most epic Wu-Tang sets ever. <laughs> Pissed off the stage. Whoa. Kicked the turn, <laughs> the DJ's turntables. <laughs> we had him on cinder blocks back then. He yep. kicks them off the thing. The t tables go crashing all over. Oh, but fuck. Just some crazy ass shit. You got any like fucked up stage stories like that? Like, like, Damn. like. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty. There's plenty but, but how many yeah. how many bracelets do you have from those raves? <laughs> I, I know you had to get. You know what? I was saving flyers and bracelets. They're all in like bins. I have to like dig them up. But you I ever did you ever collect hotel room keys? I have those. Yeah, too. I have a bunch of those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Many That's what I should have went through during COVID. I no, like organize all, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's plenty right. of time. Hey, you know something that surprised me? I did a I did a show one time, and I didn't even again. I wasn't too hip on all the DJs, but a guy told me he's like, yo, you got to do a show kioki mm -hmm. so i did a rave and i called it smurf and so it was it was real low budget the whole thing cost me like 10 grand we're like all right we're gonna make 20 yeah so we we did three 3100 people i guess wow. kioki had been off okay for like three or four years you know getting like in treatment or something <laughs> and uh it was crazy because we made so much like it, it was astronomical we made yeah. like 150,000 and I remember we had runners going back to this hotel room with bags of money. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and we, we were sitting there with like five girls and we're trying to count them up. We're like 10, 20, 10, 20, 30. <laughs> and I just remember I opened up this hallway and I see Kiyoki out there and dude, I just gave him, I was, I was like, I gave him an extra 10 grand and I gave him this bracelet. Okay. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not even the fucking bracelet. I'm like, yeah. nobody ever gives me a fucking bracelet, but right. I give him a bracelet. And then I rebook him two years later, okay. and he comes and he has the bracelet on. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I was like, man, he You've fucking been wearing it since then. <laughs> I'm playing. I, I got booked, so I got an offer for August 20th. My birthday is the 21st, and it's for Long Island, New York, yeah. and for this year coming up in a couple weeks. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Should I do it? Because my birthday is gonna be at midnight. Do I want to be in Long right. Island? And they're, they're like, it's some guy's birthday. I'm like, so now I'm thinking it's like a private event. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll do it. Well, the flyer just came out this week. It's me, Frankie Bones, Kiyoki, oh, Dank. Like, it's this crazy lineup of like, it's like an old school Ray Flyer, Whoa. and people are bugging out. Damn. So I'm gonna be with these dudes August. 20th. Man, I actually booked. Are they gonna stream it? I don't know. I'm not oh, gonna man. be at the venue. I, have not yeah, I didn't even know who was I on the lineup. I yeah. do that shit. Hey, what was that movie you were showing me? That, that Party Monster. Yeah, that had to do with Kiyoki or whatever. Yeah. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy too. My Michael Alec died. Yeah. Who was that? that? He's the limelight promoter. He's the guy. He's yeah. he's party monster. The party monster. Yeah, you, yeah. She start. I started to watch the thing because she. We were talking about Kiyoki, and she's like, "You got to see this." I'm, I was. Uh, I mean, that was part of my rave. Yeah. Like people showed me that, and I watched the movie, and then I watched the real documentary. Mm -hmm. 
Big difference. Intense. Or was it? Was tense. it? Was the movie on point? Or man, I'm happy to hear. Oh, it's on point. Yeah. Like it'll fucking. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy that it just came from like a party scene. The club kids and all club that stuff. kids. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that Frankie Bones is still around, man. Yeah, like man. I, yeah. I had him uh, back. I was doing some bookings at rehab. I remember I booked you for rehab one yep. time, but I booked Frankie Bones and like you know again. It wasn't that, you know, the only the, 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 the few real ones that were there, they knew exactly who he was. But I mean, I know I know he was having some issues then mm. with some stuff. We had some issues with, okay. with, with getting him there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad to hear he's still around. That's yeah. that's dope. Crazy I would, party. Yeah, we might have to go out there for that. Yeah. Visit our happy monkey people. Oh, Long yeah. Island. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, we zip out there sometimes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm ready for New York. Let's do it. Yeah, so... What what was this? What was G Minor saying earlier about bad bad boy Bill doing? You were oh, you were his, scratching his his, D, his DMC his battle days, oh my <laughs> his battle days. <laughs> well, see the thing the thing about it was is you know going back to the DMC battle. I started doing DJ battles and it was like I was already on the radio. I got on the radio when I was sixteen years old. I was a junior in high school. And Farley Jackmaster Funk put me on WGCI as one of the Jackmaster Five. And I think a lot of people don't realize how big the radio was in those days. When you're like, on the radio, like, that, back, that, like, that meant something. Yeah, like, oh, that we, was like we, the ultimate. Yeah, because there's a couple million people in Chicago listening to you, to your mixes. We had 30, 40 shares. Like, everybody's listening to the mixes like, yeah. on the weekend. Because you couldn't hear the music anywhere else. Not like today where SoundCloud, Spotify, all these different right. ways of hearing electronic music. That was music. literally the only way. If you, Unless you went to the record store and bought vinyl, you couldn't hear these records. Like yeah. It didn't exist other other than, than that. So um, I was I didn't want to join the battle. I'm like, dude, I'm already on the radio. Why do I need to battle? And they're like, no, you got to represent Chicago. Enter the DMC. So me and Mike Hitman, Hitman Wilson, he was also on the radio, joined the DMC battle. In 88, I came in first in the Midwest, flew to uh, San Diego where they had the finals, and I lost to Cash Money. Cash Money, I came in second, he went first, and he went to the Worlds and won everything. So the next year, they gave me a bye straight to the U.S. finals, which were held in Chicago, and that I came in third that year, and it was, um, who was who won? It was, uh, was it Aladdin? I think it was Aladdin. I yeah, I think it was Aladdin, and then DJ Miz was second, and I came in third. And you know who else was in that battle was Muggs. Oh, oh man! Yeah, he, shit. He, didn't, he didn't place, but he was dope too. I mean, Mug and you saw what his happened. His career is amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, we were trying to scratch with different things. So people scratch with the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you already know where this is going. You know, scratch yeah. with a shoe. Like you know, so I was like, man, I'm gonna scratch with a dick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I gotta take what? it too far. Yo, hey, did he, did he, that, no, did he you win that? Dick? Hold so, on, hold on. So yeah, I, had this, I had this like. 12 inch dildo come out of my sh boxer shorts and i was scratching it was uh, anyway. wow <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah that's it up there yeah, yeah. It, was, it was caucasian but yeah oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah that's barney by the way <laughs> that was the uh <laughs> he hit the crossfader with it so there did so did yeah. that win did you win no, the... i came in third because they knew it was coming and they cut me right when you know at the very because i had done it the year before in san diego and uh, so they were like, no. Nah. Haters. Yeah. yeah, they were ready for it. They were waiting they for were it. They trying to let me, let me shine. Man. <laughs> I mean, unless you got anything else, I think that's a perfect place to end it. I don't know if we could top that story. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just looking at your computer. What were what was that shit that I just seen today about T.I.? T.I. got caught oh, up. Oh, yeah, he got arrested. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, what went, country was that that he got arrested uh, in? Amsterdam. Yeah, they, get, for I, what? Is Amsterdam like he, the, he what they say he was he said he was on, he was on his phone on a bike, and they arrested him. Can't be on your phone. <laughs> he, right. They they put him in jail, but he wasn't supposed to have his phone. But he's in jail doing a live. I'm just like, man, everybody's doing this crazy shit. But I guess he was in jail. It said for like twenty. Oh no, no, minutes. He was riding a bike, and his handlebars uh, broke off the side mirror of a cop car. Oh. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot more sense. Like, yo. Hey, and he's he's in jail, and he's like, yeah, I tried to bond myself out, and he pulls out like twenty racks. He's like, they apparently don't take money over here. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck are we gonna do with that? Yeah. But yeah, he said it was like a language and, thing. And, like they, and they, they said they said he didn't have his passport on him. Mm. So in order to get out of jail, he just had to have somebody come up there and swipe his card and. <laughs> off he went so uh, that's horrible luck like out of all the cars in the street you break the mirror of a cup car hey there what we do we go. say bad bad things happen to good people <laughs> so and ti and ti ti for sure <laughs> ti is quarterly so all right well thank you very much bad boy thank bill for coming by man thank you thanks can't for wait to see you tonight can't yeah. wait to see your show tonight at midnight 
at uh, what is that? At Commonwealth. 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 Give them uh, social media, man, so they can follow you. If they're um, not already, I'm sure DJ they are. DJ Bad Boy Bill everywhere, everything. and then uh, I think Facebook is just Bad Boy Bill, but everywhere, everywhere else is DJ Bad Boy Bill. There we go. Cool. Thank you guys for checking us out. TheGreenRoomRadio.com and uh, at Green Room Radio. Make sure you guys hit us up. Hit that follow button, that like button, wherever you're streaming the podcast, and uh, make sure you keep up with it. Where can they find you at, Domo? Domo Monster 7 on IG. And I'm uh, True Management, one word. Yes. We at DJ Super James, we're out the door. Thank you guys so much. All right, peace. Peace.